Hello, I'm Jim Middleton and welcome to Flying by the Seat of My Paints. This is the Entrepreneur Podcast designed for the artists who, like many of us, want to translate their passion to a paycheck. The tips and tricks myself and upcoming guests have learned along the way are what we want to share to help you get one step closer with topics like how to promote, how to price, how to show your art, how to become a better artist yourself. For this, our 10th episode, we're going to be talking about something very personal to me, and something I'm sure some of you have been feeling the same way, dealing with depression as an artist. Since we're going to be diving into some heavy stuff, I'd like to take a moment to say, if you or someone you love is struggling with depression, there are lots of support services, both online and locally in your community, that are there to help. I spent most of my life not admitting when I have bouts of depression and trying to just push my feelings aside. The first part of dealing with any problems is recognizing you have one. Tell somebody that you're struggling, ask for help. Before we get into the main topic of, uh, of this section, uh, we always have a free foreign talk. I've been talking about what's been going on in my own personal art world. Um, I've tried it a couple different ways. It's turned into like a venting session of all the stuff that it's kind of frustrating me. I've done, uh, I did one other week, I did the shit sandwich where the good stuff first, the stuff that's not so great in the middle and the stuff that's bad at the end. I thought about that a lot and you know what? Your brain always wants to bring the negative up, and we don't spend enough time focusing on the positive. And I think in an effort to practice gratitude, I want to turn this section into just talking about my wins uh, over the last two weeks. Um, I, I, don't, I think we don't necessarily need to review the things that go bad. We already know what they are. We deal with them. We move on. And I think that it's good to take the time to recognize the good things that that happen. Um, you know, if I haven't completed something, it's in my bullet journal, it's going to get done. But I want, if you want to skip this section where I talk about kind of, you know, wins for the week, I think that's maybe what we'll call it, wins for the week. Um, I'm going to put a time stamp in the description. You can jump ahead to the main topic if you'd like. Um, but if you're sticking around, let's jump in. So let's celebrate for a moment. Cool things this week. Uh, I picked up my remaining oil paints to work in my limited five color palette. I have been considering adding quinacridone magenta uh, and maybe some cyan blue for those printer ink colors. It'll give you the really vibrant greens and really vibrant oranges. Uh, I have those as well. So I'm really kind of all geared up to actually start oil painting. That kind of came about from doing my first ever oil painting for the Endeavors Art Contest, which they're going to be announcing in a couple of days. Who won, who won the uh, each of the different divisions, watercolor, acrylic, and oil. And uh, I, I'm in just two of those, but I'm anxious to see. There's a lot of great work that everybody put out. So um, I'm anxious to see the judges' choices and the ones that came out um, for... Uh, people's Choice that's voting this week as well. I had one of my patrons who has bought one of my original pieces and he also uh, booked a very large commission last year. Uh, came and booked another large 30 by 40 commission. Uh, loved my work so much that he made a point. I, I asked, and this is something I think is important when you're asking for commissions, uh, make sure you cover yourself uh, because you're going to have to put materials and time and stuff into putting. So I always ask for half down 
everybody have might have a different 30% or maybe more or whatever, but I go half. And what was really surprising and nice is that he just paid for the full amount and told me to take my time and said he may even get a second one done depending on when this one's finished before Christmas. So I have six or seven commissions in front of me and I'm still booking slots for November and some for December. So those are coming nicely. I had two challenging commissions that were kind of like popcorn stuck in my teeth. <laughs> Not that they're bad. Uh, they're actually both really cool pieces. Uh, one was for someone personally very important to me and the other one required a lot of preparation work uh, to build the piece before it can start. The first one had been hanging around for months and it kind of made a blockade barrier that I, I'm like, I can't move on until I get that done. Um, it's done. The client's thrilled. It's in the mail. It's on its way. So I don't have to worry about that one. I had a, a great meeting tonight with my second client and we have, we're building this piece from scratch. So it requires a lot more consultation. Uh, combination of dozens of photos to build something new and um, the client is pleased with where we are and ready to actually start putting paint to canvas so those those are awesome things guys I'm really excited that um, those things that have been kind of sitting with me those those are kind of up and done I finished my um, 48 by 40 inch um, personal piece that is now hanging in the abbey called sweet ecstasy i'm really excited about this one uh if you're in for the Fredericton area go to the abbey check it out uh, i'm very pleased with how it came out the thought process when i was making it uh, i had you know i'm always looking at photos and references and ideas and building storyboards and building you know uh, kind of uh, inspiration boards for pieces i want to make and I had this piece of a ballet dancer with her arms back and kind of a, a direct shot from above. And she had this really poofy crinoline tutu around her. And my brain, as soon as I saw it, saw uh, cotton candy. And I started thinking about the expression on her face is just absolute joy, ecstasy in the moment. And kind of, it is very sexual. Her arms are going to push back and stuff. So I thought about the expression and cotton candy and sweetness and something that's almost like too sweet for you, sickeningly sweet. And I thought about social media. And uh, when I put the cotton candy all around her, as opposed to the dress that she's sinking in as cotton candy, all the little candy bits, because if you look at cotton candy, you get the little crystallized pieces. All the little candy bits are hearts and likes from social media. So I thought that's kind of timely and poignant and I was very pleased with the end result and it's nice to have that one done and away. So now I am working away on my existing commissions. I've got everything all geared up and canvases to start doing some oil paints. I got all my paints ready to go. And I got my art studio completely tidied up this week, which was great. And it's funny, it's completely tidied up and I'm looking at it and I'm going, you need to tidy it up again. It's gotta be a weekly thing. I'm gonna make it a Monday thing to like Sundays. Sunday night, tidy the art studio. So Monday we're ready to go good talk so seriously guys when you've got things that you're struggling with eat the frog get the thing that's that's weighing on your mind the most done in another way and jump in you know um take some time in your own life to recognize your wins you know when you're doing things that are good give yourself the credit for them make note of it 
and we tend to go towards the negative, guys, so it's, it's important. Okay, thanks for listening. We are at, let me check my time here on, I have to do it by my anchor because I want to make sure it's right, 8 minutes and 15 seconds. So at 8.15, that is when I'm going to jump ahead. I'm looking for a pen, and of course there's nothing handy. 8.15, I think we can go with 8.15. I remember 8.15, say 8.15 a bunch of times, right? So if you are, uh, if you skipped ahead, thanks, uh, if you're, or if you stuck around, thanks for sticking around. If we're skipping ahead, we're ready to jump into the main topic. So for me, our topic of the day, procrastination and perfectionism. For me, they're the twin sisters of depression when it comes to art. It's a recurring loop. Uh, I have a vision in my head. I'm super jacked to create it. I want it to be perfect either because of the situation that's going on or my own personal doubts. I make it feel like it's not going to be perfect. I put off creating. I procrastinate, which makes me depressed because I'm not creating. And around and around it goes. And it's a recurring thing that happens again and again. It's further compounded by one part of my brain wanting to make it uh, where people, you know, I want to make things for myself. You know, whether people like my concepts or ideas or not, I want to make these things for myself. And then the other part of my brain goes, but I want people to like it. It's just, it's so neurotic. You know, you have to create with passion, which means you'll find the niche of people who like what you do, right? It can't be all things to all people. Everybody's not going to like it. But there's a part of your brain that wants that kind of mass acceptance and, and lots of people to love what you're doing. It, it, it's more than a little bit neurotic. Um, I use mantras. You've heard me use them before, like just keep creating. That's how I usually close my pod. Uh, it's a great outloop, and it can, you know, how can just keep creating help you break the perfectionism and procrastination loop? And these are things that I'm, I need to remind myself, guys, because I fall into this trap all the time. So first, let's look at perfectionism. Honestly, can anything ever be perfect? It, it can't. We can try. We can push for 90, 95%, maybe 99. It's never going to be perfect. Even if others think it's perfect, we as the creators are always going to see that we could have done it better. So here's the trick to getting past perfectionism. And hey, I still struggle with this. Aim for 70%. I know for artists that sounds like a crazy low number, but hear me out. Let's say you get two pieces of art done a week when you push for your 90 to 95% perfectionism. If you look, you know, if you look at the bell curve for when you're creating something, that first third is where you get the majority of your work done. The middle phase where you, you know, try to push for that 90, 95, you know, you get a little bit more, but it's not that steep climb that you had in the first third, right? The last third, while you might be polishing, your quality can actually go down. You can overwork your piece. So the most valuable time is that front block. When you aim for 70%, rather than spending you know, that extra time polishing and trying to get it perfect, you can get three pieces done a day as opposed to two a week. So if you look at that bell curve and the time spent, you know, at the first of the project, you know, you're going to get so much more done. So you might say, and part of my brain would say, well, I don't want to keep creating a pile of C-plus work. I want A's. Here's the other part 
that's important for the just keep creating mantra. In a month of creating, if I'm doing 70% and getting more pieces done, I'm doing 90 pieces of art in the month. The 90 to 95% me is only going to create 12. So 70% me is going to get eight and a half times more experience creating, learning, and improving as I create. Just keep creating. The more you make, the better you get. They did a study um, with two groups of photographers, and they asked one group to take the best photo they've ever taken, and each photographer in that group was only allowed to submit one photo, and it's got to be the best photo you've ever taken. They had a month to do it. The other group, take as many photos as you want. Anything and everything that inspires you, just take photos. And you can submit as many as you want. When they were done, they had, a blind, they had blind judges look at the photos that were submitted and pick, you know, across a variety of categories and pick the best in each category. All the winners came from the group that was told to do as much photography as they wanted, to take as many pictures as they wanted, even though they weren't necessarily focused on perfection. The experience of continually taking more photos gave them more insight into what looked better, you know, it framed better. It just allowed them to develop their own personal skill at photography. It's exactly the same thing whether you're painting, sculpting, drawing, hit 70%. Don't go for perfect, go for good. Go for even a little great. I get to a phase in my paintings where I start giggling because I'm excited where they look. That's as far as I need to get. I get to that phase where I'm giggling and happy and laughing, great. Don't add another two, three days fiddling about fine little things that only I'm going to see. Get to the point where you're at 70%, move on and get to another piece. Now, on the depression side, there's lots of voices in your head telling you you're wrong, you aren't good enough, nobody's going to like it. Why should I bother? There's tons of artists already creating art. They don't need any more from me. I'm going to steal some great questions from uh, the YouTuber Struthless that can help you redirect your energy and use your mind, which is incredible at solving problems, to redirect your energy. If you look at your work and yourself and say to your brain, why is it bad, which we all do, you're going to get a litany of things come back at you as to what's wrong with your work and it's going to pile in and it's going to make you feel worse and it's going to, you know, push it off while well, my work's crap and that's not going to get better. Why would I bother? Now, what you need to do is flip that whole thing on your head so you can stop thinking about, you know, what's wrong with it and start thinking about what's good with it. So these are five questions that Struthless listed. And there's a, there's a book on 17 questions that changed your life. You can do search for that title. You can find it. The author, I don't have it off the top of my head. My apologies. He, he narrowed down five that were important to him. And I actually, I, we linked up a lot on these. So um, these are five questions that you need to stop and consider. When you feel perfectionism and procrastination, you know, building towards depression that's invading your creative life. Five questions, if you use regularly, can change your life. One, we all have this horrible thing. Whatever that horrible thing may be. Maybe it's the worst thing that's ever happened to you. 
there was uh, there's a motivational speaker, and again I'm blanking on names, so I apologize. Who always asks, you know, you, because you'd run into people that you know, how do I, how do I adjust from this traumatic divorce? How do I adjust from not being able to see my kids? How do I adjust from this accident that's left me unable to do these things? So instead of asking how, what he does in every one of those cases is say. How is the worst thing that ever happened to you the best thing? Because your brain likes to solve problems. If you ask yourself that, honestly, think about this. Whether it's the worst thing that's ever happened to you or a horrible thing that's happened to you, how is it the best thing? So I I can apply this to myself. I have emotional trauma that I've uh, carried around with me since I was young. So what is the best thing about having emotional trauma from my youth. Well, it makes me very cognizant about others around me when somebody else might be struggling. It makes me empathetic to those people. It makes me have the ability to sit down and genuinely listen and and provide some insight as to how, you know, I felt similar things, how I've dealt with those kind of emotions in those moments. It's built into me to try to help others who are struggling which is one of the reasons why I do this podcast because I like talking to people about how to get better at their art because I enjoy it myself and I I don't want to keep any secrets or cool things that I learned to myself. I want to share them. So it allows me to, you know, it, it allows me to get past that horrible thing and, and use the good sides of it. That's the good thing of it. It allows me to want to take demons. I, I took one of my nightmares that terrified me since I was a kid and put it on canvas. I'm working on a big project, personal for myself, that is actually based on a moment when I was a kid and I almost drowned. But I'm going to paint it. And all of that comes from looking at how is the worst thing the best thing. Ask yourself those questions. And that, that's the number one. How is this horrible thing the best thing. Your brain will find the answer. Your brain is amazing at this stuff. Use it. Two, what would it look like if it was easy? Right? Write it down. Whatever it is you want to do. You want to get in shape. You want to be able to draw the human form from your head. What would it look like if it was easy? Write it down. List all the reasons why, you know, and you can do it the other way. You can list all the reasons why you're not doing something or why it's hard and then flip it on its head. What would it look like if it was easy? You'll have those answers. Your brain will give it to you and show you how to get where you need to go. Number three, will it make the boat go faster? This comes from an expression from a competitive sailor. He put all his actions in the day when he was competing for a competition to that question. Will it make the boat go faster? Eating this healthy breakfast this morning, will it make the boat go faster? Yes, because I'm going to be in better shape and I'm going to be able to row. If I don't get to sleep on time, is it going to make the boat go faster? No, it's, I'm probably going to be tired. I'm not going to have the energy that I need. Putting that kind of thought process to yourself in whatever you're trying to accomplish. If you're trying to sell more art, if I never show my stuff, is that going to make my boat go faster? No. Nobody knows that I'm making it. 
if I don't show anybody, try to put that thought, will it make the boat go faster? The boat being you and what you want to do. And it starts making it simple. It either does make the boat go faster or it doesn't. You know, maybe write down the things you do in a day. How many things am I doing that are making the boat go faster? How many are slowing it down? Make adjustments. Question four, what would the ideal me do? You know, you can look at both sides. Your brain automatically goes to the bad stuff already. Uh, missed opportunities that happened in the day. Start recognizing the good. How could it be better? Track your actions. You know, good me would do this, this, and this. Bad me would do this, this, and this. Who's getting more activities done in the day, right? I slept in till 10. That was probably bad me. And that's probably because I didn't go to bed on time the night before. I, you know, didn't have anything except black coffee and then some junk, right? Bad me. I sat down and wrote my podcast. I got on here and recorded it. Good me. Things that I want to do because I want to get this information out there. Think about that all the time. What would the ideal me do? Five. This can be a really important one. How is this my fault or responsibility? We put a lot of things on ourselves that we have no control over. Uh, the COVID-19 pandemic happened. I had a market that I used to sell at. It's gone. So I no longer have my weekly interaction with people who'd walk past my booth. I'm not connecting with new customers. I no longer have a place to showcase my art. All gone. Is that my fault or responsibility? No. Now, if I just sat at home and did nothing and didn't try to get my art out in any other way, then that is absolutely my fault or responsibility. Recognize when it's out of your hands and don't beat yourself up for stuff that's out of your hands. But if you're screwing it up, recognize it. Like I said before, you know, recognizing there's a problem is the first step in dealing with a problem. You have to actually see that it's there. Lastly, I'd recommend that you check out a blog I did on a piece called Last Walk Through the Wheat Field. You'll see it scrolling by up here on the screen here in a minute. It's a wider shot. Um, I'm really proud of that piece. It was painted in February, just before the pandemic really became a big thing. Uh, it specifically discusses creative block, which I dealt with, and I had a pretty severe bout of depression when the pandemic first hit. Uh, I'll put the link up in my notes, but it is on my website, jimmiddletonart.com. It'd be right in the blog section. I highly recommend checking it out. It talks about uh, depression and artwork with some famous painters. It, it's built around, uh, there's the painting I was talking about, um, Vincent van Gogh and uh, what he kind of dealt with in his, his life. And then kind of looking at how he approached it when, thing, when the wheels started to go off and how I approached it when the wheels started to go off and kind of very different results. Um, I think it's worth checking out and I think that it, for some of you, you may find it helpful. So I do absolutely recommend that. Um, there's a great quote. Your body of work is only judged on your finished projects. Let that sink in for a minute. Think about what you want to do next. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, if you'd like to have questions answered or you'd like to submit artwork, 
uh, for us to review. I'd be happy to do that from with myself and my guests. If you click the message link in our Anchor Podcast main page, send us an email at flyingbytheseatofmypaints at gmail.com. If you think so, we have some good advice here on the pod, take a moment to subscribe. Rate us on your platform of choice. It helps us get shared around, more people to find us. Maybe recommend us to a fellow artist friend who's thinking about making the leap. Until then, this is Jim Middleton. Just keep creating. Thank you.